0: For the Dad Bod Rap Pod with your hosts, Damon Carter, David Ma, and Nate LeBlanc.
1: Dad Bod Rap Pod, we are back another week. The bros are still alive. And we are joined by a special, special friend of the program. I'll say friend of the program. He's been on a couple times. We've been on uh, his podcast. He is a rapper of enormous wit and intensity, has a new record out. And uh, you know, we like him. So Curly Castro, what's going on, man? What up? Thank you. What a great introduction.
0: You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was a great introduction. This is like, look, this is like um a call out culture re-recorded D&D. You know what I'm saying? It's like a hole in the wall somewhere, and now I'm in I'm in
2: murder like, yo, look, look!
0: You know, murder ink. You go get it. Signage. Yeah. They had no signage when you walked into Murder Ink. When you turn that corner, signage, and you know, in plugged in. Yeah, man. Okay. Is What's is that? Nate
1: Irv Gotti in this? In this? Uh... Definitely. Look, okay. Look,
0: furiously pacing back and forth and slamming doors on either side. What do okay. you mean, Jawal?
1: Yeah. Uh, as long as I get to be a Shanti. Um we are joined also by you know oh, uh, David Vita. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dave is Ja. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> it's the guy that holds down our team here. Uh as we mentioned, the murder inc of Underground Rap Podcasting, Dead by Rap Pod. Boom. We are back. Uh Nate LeBlanc, Dave Ma, we are all here at the round table. And it's been an interesting last couple days in the, in the world of raptum. as we record this episode. It is one day after uh, the first official Doomsday it was October 31st, 2021. Uh, we're commemorating the the passing of MF Doom one year ago. Uh, Castro, wh- where are you at right now? I'm in Philly. You're in Philly? Were there any yeah. like Doom related things happening in Philly yesterday? Um,
0: I'm a little out of touch sometimes with local things, but there, there's sometimes there'll be like DJs, um, Doing a couple of events throughout the city on some, um, you know, doom specific uh, nights. Um, my man DJ Ambush, when he did live in Philadelphia, he stays up in Portland now. Uh, he did something called Doom Stravaganza, and mm. they took that on tour one time. And he does promos where he wears masks and works at regular jobs and gets fired, so it's really cool. So, like <laughs> Philadelphia definitely takes uh, the doom spirit very seriously, and we hold it. High. And this is before he passed, we were doing Doom right. Stravaganzas. So I know a couple of people have picked it up
1: that's 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 a
0: a doom palooza somewhere i would have to double check but yeah
1: absolutely how uh i know you're a fan we've talked about this on uh on our podcast before um it's been a year like kind of what are your reflections on on losing one of the the goats and one of your favorite rappers
0: now i'm a doom acolyte people know that i've done projects dedicated to the man i've changed my style specifically for the man um and I'm going to tell y'all, it's kind of sobering because, you know, everybody knows like Doom was ours and stuff. And then when, now that you see that he's passed on and that's kind of, when somebody passes on, you kind of gift them to the world a little more people mm. are exposed to it. Mm. So I'm a, little hesi- I'm a little hesitant, y'all, because it's reminding me of like how many Jay Dilla saved my life tattoos people out on their wrists <laughs> after, he, after he passed. Right. And I'm like, yeah, you, you didn't know him when he was J. D. You didn't know him when I was confusing him with Noi by Nature's producer. You didn't know him back then. <laughs> and, so, and, uh, and, and you know, confusing with Jermaine Dupri. I'm just saying, so I'm not trying to be possessive, but I am paying attention and keeping my eyes open because I do feel there's like... I'll, I'll put it out there because I don't like him. So that search podcast, I heard that's fucking Fugazi, dog. I heard that's really Fugazi. really. really? Wow. the man next to the man next to the man. I'm not putting any names out there, but if you notice on Twitter, you know who's supposed to do them. Somebody specific, I don't want to, because I don't want to make conflict, but somebody specific reports on doom knows his family and stuff and that person strictly said that's bullshit it's not uh-huh. they not they didn't get it they didn't get it cleared with the family and if you know search you know he didn't get it cleared with the family miss doom Lane had nothing to do with that and to me that's why i'm like that's where the vultures are swooping in all of a mm. sudden you got a doom podcast but you didn't throw any you didn't throw any time you uh, don't get it twisted search has had many podcasts and many public speaking forums and stuff if y'all yeah you know you keep your poster he, he's kept busy Post, uh, searches kept busy and he ain't mentioned doom at all. Now, I know he has connection to Zev Love X and things of that nature and back that time. But if I don't see you acknowledge the man at all, and now all of a sudden he's passing now you have an exclusive pod, not a not, not a praising podcast. Hey, we all love that's not the podcast. The podcast is like, what w- would you want to know from I'm doom and you didn't, you scared to ask like he has some exclusive stuff. And I don't mm-hmm. I don't take that lightly. So, again, I'm mm-hmm. keeping my eyes open. I'm seeing who's showing Who's showing for clout, who's showing for like, hey, look at me. I know the cool guy. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. But I am right. appreciative of all the pieces, murals and the parties and things of that nature. That's great. But I do keep my eyes open for the Fugazi. Sorry
1: for that was long. Can't say. Yeah, no, no worries, man. We we appreciate that. Uh we we did a, a Doom memorial show about a year ago. Uh this time, Dave, you as somebody who actually spoke to Doom and was able to interview him about a decade ago um, a year later kind of what are what are your reflections and and how do you feel about uh, doomsday
3: you know uh, sort of like what uh, curly Castro was saying you know I you know we're all fans so yeah, there is a uh, an amount of possessiveness it's like oh y'all are doing like doomsday everywhere but I mean having said that I, I I'm all for it as long as the family is with it which I guess for these doomsday events that they that they were
1: they're co-signed and, yeah
3: yeah so as long as they co-sign it i i'm all for the more of the world hearing more mf doom and celebrating <laughs> doom Alley, you know what i mean so um i'm with it um i guess what struck me mostly was like how quickly it was i can't believe it's been a year and especially yeah, since that's... we especially since we found out actually like around mm-hmm. um new year's eve right or the first day of the year so it kind of yeah. jumped us exactly he actually right. passed so like, yeah yeah. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm still in my feelings about it. Like um, all these slow doom tracks are slowly, slowly being released. And, um, you know, I'm just like, fuck, dude, it's such a bummer.
1: Yeah, it's, it is definitely uh, heavy. I uh, was able to go to the Doomsday SF event that happened yesterday. Uh, shout out to DJ Cutso, DJ King Most, uh, who were holding it down there yesterday. Uh, I'll talk about that a little bit more on the Dad Bar Rap Pod Patreon segment because we we've been, for follow- that. I, hey, for that.
0: we've
1: been following call out culture, man. We see we see what y'all doing. Uh, and and we definitely are on that wagon. So if you want to hear my unfiltered thoughts about uh, being at the SF Doom today event, uh, subscribe to our Patreon. But Nate, my man, here's a question I asked somebody, not somebody, I asked uh Artfux, aka Ray. From Amoeba Records, who I saw there, um, will we ever hear Doomstars? Will we ever hear the? It's podcasting, Nate. You gotta, you gotta say, you have to, you have to use your words. You have to unmute when yeah, you yeah, use your words.
4: Work. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, th- w- when the money makes sense, we'll hear it. But will we ever hear it how it was meant to be heard? I think it's a slightly like different it? question, right? Right. Mm-hmm.
3: Right, like the well, version I
4: guess, that we'll hear,
0: will do. We even want that the version that's that, what that I'm will saying. come it's, out. Do we want that dumb. version? Because
4: we know what that version will be. Not, yeah. we, we know it'll be touched. They have tracks in the can, but will they use right. like, whatever is the trendy production style of the time and put it underneath God, it? I fucking like, hope not. Tupac kind of like, thing. Just, like that's just terrible. That would
3: be of terrible. The two songs
0: that came out, like I think, Angels is okay, but was a lazy effort. They yeah, just They just rapping. Yeah, if it's a bunch of that. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know uh, if I'm,
3: I'm. 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 I'm on the opposite spectrum. I'll take more of that shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just want these these like crusty, dusty demos of fucking Ghostface okay, and Doom. Okay, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah.
4: I have a I slightly different take I though see, that yeah. I want to like <laughs> insert into the conversation, which is like I've said this before. I'll say it again. I don't get why we're celebrating a death anniversary like that. Doesn't make any sense to me. It's it's, I, it's
0: actually it's an unfortunate hip hop. Tradition. They, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I always say, it it's about the Biggie death. People know Biggie's death date by heart. Don't know his birthday.
4: That's what I'm saying. Don't even and don't even know, know when
0: he dropped the first record. That's exactly. those
4: are the weird dates to adhere to. Yeah, favorite. it's just okay. it's a weird thing. And I'd rather have Doomsday than Halloween. I don't like Halloween, but me too. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. And, and I'm he's a mysterious figure, but I believe his birthday is pretty well known information. So so we should be celebrating his birthday. That's just my take on this. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I will say
1: this being at the event yesterday and the kind of the Halloween corollary, um. Mm. It's mm-hmm. it's smart. It's smart. Yeah. He he rocked a mask. There was definitely this vibe of like,
5: oh, you fun. know, it went
1: together with Halloween, and I think the family um, makes sense to kind of brand it as such. So now I'm already thinking about next year, next Halloween, and like, yeah, yeah
4: how like so it it. Builds I will it say together. this: this year Halloween fell on a weekend.
5: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: ah, the prophet. Next year it's, it's going to be on a Monday. It's just not going to be. I want to believe the lyrics,
5: but
4: they're
1: true. That's hilarious. Uh, shout out MF Doom. Of course, we're huge fans and we're still uh, mourning the loss, but you know, uh, getting through it. Uh, in other hip-hop news, I feel like fucking Dan Rather. In other <laughs> hip-hop news, uh, Jay-Z was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, Curly Castro, your thoughts on rappers being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Now, anybody that knows me knows I'm a big NBA cat. Yeah, and
0: we have a Hall of Fame that's a little quizzical itself because we have a Hall of Fame with Dino Raja in it, it <laughs> and next to Kareem Abdul Jabbar. So, we so the basketball <laughs> Hall of Fame gets tricky, right? Because they'll include collegiate and international yeah, it's, it's stuff. everything,
5: it's not it's just everything. NBA.
0: Yeah, so. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is strange sometimes when we put rappers in there because in order to get into the Rock and Roll front, we admit, you have to reach some type of level of high popularity. Run DMC I think is in. Um, right. LL obviously. But right. it's not a true Hall of Fame for us because some people think King T should be in a Hall of Fame for his true. contributions. E-40's first ballot. But does right. that make the Rock? And where? how can you have a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame rank, rank like rap when we're, we're, it, we're edging up? So, we're coming right. close to like existing as many years, you know. Of course, they had the head start existing, right. but existing in the minimum amount of years to declare it something substantive, right? And right. if that's the case, then our hip hop um, legendary, th- you know, I'm saying, like, I'm sorry, I'll put the surgeon in that worked on DLC and, and DMC. You know, that I'm just yeah. saying, like, that, right. that that's those little things that have nothing to do with, you know, Elvis raping 14 year olds. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> <laughs> Point being is, I appreciate it. It's it's good. He's a luminary. He gave a great speech talking about his sister. I love, you know, talking about his family first and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And it's a good moment for hip-hop in a, in a wide sense. Um, I yeah. would hope that somebody like Jay-Z making it can spurn. Well, we can have our own. We can do the slow development steps to have our own. I like heard it's coming, though. Rap.
1: Okay. No, I heard it, that's I know. coming. The Hip-Hop Hall of Fame, supposedly 2023. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. yeah I was, I was reading a little right. bit about this. So, um so yeah he he got in obviously you have to be huge right he sold almost as many right. records as the beatles uh mm-hmm. and that's how you get in the rock and roll hall of fame dave if we had an underground rap <laughs> hall of fame give me three yeah. first ballot guys underground, yeah. underground yeah. rap hall of fame
3: wow wow does
1: um does would lp count does lp of count of course he does of course okay
3: he does. um i of would go let's oh, not man. be uh a... You know, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, the yeah! 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 <laughs> yeah!
0: Let's not, let's the not be recidivist. Let's not be underground recidivist. <laughs> let's, let's keep it clean. <laughs>
3: man, yeah, uh, you put me on the spot. I would. I, does Dell count as an underground rapper? He was on a major label. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, if yeah. we're getting they independent.
0: independent. Right, you're right, but Hyrule's independent. I'm, go, go with your feel. Go with your feel, L- oh, LP
3: Dell. LP Dell. Um, let's go slug.
1: Okay, i take that. I'll hey, take
3: first ballot. But, but there's so was, many more. Jesus, and that, you also also them on good, the spot. That was a good, a good and bad, <laughs> <That was> day. <good.
0: laughs> you found off a couple of hard ones. You, you got a you Shout got out to third P. baseline. <laughs> <about
3: it. laughs> but I mean, there's so much. I mean, geez, I mean, does Breeze Bruin count? You know what I mean? Like, what are, I are knew we? we, we ta-
0: Any one of us said wait, we would say breeze. So
3: I'm with you. i will with you. there. No. What about you guys?
0: Uh, shit. So I, 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 let me tell you, let me do a confession. So all week, right, I've been watching a lot of Wu after the um, show went off. I've been watching like old, old, dirty documentaries. Amazon has a little 40-piece one. Yeah, Um, yeah. The old ones, the Into the Wu-Tang where meth is covered up, you know what right. I'm saying? All those old things. And Wu-Tang is the greatest thing that ever happened to hip-hop, period. It's fair. So I think I definitely... Like, they're like, I know the movie is a shameful plug, but they're like Eternals compared to, like, Mortals. Like, you don't really yeah, yeah. mix them. They're like the gods of Greek and Roman law, playing around with humans. You know, just yeah. come down <laughs> as a cow, <laughs> fuck abroad and bounce. That's right. what I, that's what, that's what Wu-Tang is. They just, you can't, Cause I mean, you could sit there, you could go Ray Kwanji your list, but is it really fair to any other people? Other no. than, you know, to elites, it's good to just keep them, oh, man, I've been bumping into the 36th, going yeah. over that. Come on,
4: y'all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, so. so Wu-Tang just all night all nine members all of nine. Wu-Tang and many ten, affiliates ten, 10
1: Kappa Kappa Donna, <laughs> Kappa Donna.
3: <laughs> right. no Kappa
1: no Kappa uh yeah the, oh that's that's really interesting I feel like uh Wu-Tang has entered um Metallica stage where mm. they're their music, yes, obviously, that dominates the sound of, of what we consider to be good rap today, but also the iconography. And now with the show, you're in your um, Target shirt era. Yes, we are in, we are fully in the Target shirt era. Where now, when I see somebody with the Wu Tang shirt, I can make no reasonable guess that they know any fucking thing about Wu Tang. Um, and that's for me to get over. That's, that's not for them. <laughs> they, they paid $12 at Target, I did not. Um, So I, I definitely, I definitely feel that Nate. What would be obviously Wu Tang as a, as a group goes first. What's what's another first ballot underground rap Hall of Fame group? Like who would go in as a group?
4: I, I think you have to do your luminaries, even though they were on labels. Like you have to do Gangstar. Like you have to do Gangstar Tribe. Okay. Like I I think they are like they set the tone. See, there would be no they, if we go underground. Template. I know, I know. I go,
0: I go and y'all from the Bay, I go Cali Agents. Oh, in. interesting. Cali Agents. Oh, oh. Interesting. oh, yes. Y'all don't even get it. Ask Zilla. Cali Agents all day. Brother Rasco first. Wow. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, uh, I'm that's,
4: that's the first, the first time Rasco has, has ever been a buddy mentioned on this show. <laughs> and
0: in France, you got that rule of thirds out. With, yeah, brother yeah, we were yeah. talking about that. I that. am
4: die hard Rasko. That's well, it I'll just me, say uh, you scored that one unassisted. Vasco <laughs> 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 joke, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, let oh, me just great. say that's on great. the Jay Z thing though, uh, it didn't feel like ours. He's so far from rapping. Like, yeah, yeah. He's been, so far, always proud of hip hop when something happens like that, and it didn't even like make me feel any way because he's Cause just, he's like, just oh, too big. Yeah, he's just too big. Hey, let me ask you: Is that the Jay-Z. same feeling with like LL? Like, you know what I'm saying? They've
0: done so many things outside. Is no, no, L.O. you're right. That's
4: a good question. Um, was it in the same ceremony?
0: Was it in the same night? No, he was before, I, no? He was before. Yeah. I, I, but not too far before.
4: He, he okay. could have been, like,
0: last year. Yeah, I'm this not, is mistaken. this
4: is the difference, um, especially because at the time LL got inducted, I had satellite radio. He still does rock the bells. So I will still hear LL talk about yeah. hip-hop on, like, a weekly basis. Ho, Volley I hear him talk about his art and, like... Uh, Tiffany, Tiffany diamonds and <laughs> yeah, 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 stuff like that. Great it's point. just I don't know, man. It's just um, he's pretty far away from the kind of hip hop we're talking about. Even though he made a good record with Jay Electronica last and year, and I'm about to say he
1: got to join mm-hmm. out with Conway right now. So does he really? He kinda, yeah, no, it's Conway. That's, that's a, his verse is way What's
4: better than
0: his, than his um than his than the verse he did on Kanye's record. Oh, way okay, better. good.
4: I need I need to yeah. beat that. I'm a little behind on my Conway. Way list. better. of yeah. the, the,
0: the flow he chose, he chose. I, I appreciated that. Yeah. Nice. That's the, or, yeah, or the flow that Jay
1: Electronica gave to him. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. My guy is doing Tiffany. ads that and fight. he's still writing rhymes? <laughs> no, no
4: fucking way. No fucking uh, I, way. I think he can rap whenever he feels like it, personally. But I don't that, know. I don't know that, that, that,
1: feels, that feels fun to say. Like, yes, I want to believe that Hove can step out of a boardroom worth a half a Billy and then come in there and spit bars. Uh, Jay Electronica had one album in twelve years because he is part of Hope's team. Like he's you. When I heard a written testimony, I was like, "Okay, I see. I, I get it. I get it." You know, it's uh, not but,
4: Jay's album because he doesn't write his rhyme. So that would have been a spoken testimony.
1: A spoken testimony. <laughs> <laughs> An invisible tablet you know, testimony. And you
4: know he wants to
0: tell us too. Look, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I see I see the style differences, and I know jay-z style kind of in and out especially the non-writing style and then yeah. 444 is clip. nobody helped him write 44, 44. it's, it's I agree not with that well that's a different it's thing a, it's, it's, it's that's not about a well-written length. record in terms of it's not well-written in terms of like jay-z like internal
4: structure yeah yeah no,
0: not at all it's, he was just saying, saying what talking. was happening He's to, he was pretty much talking yeah. talking on beats so yeah pers- I, personal I, I, but no i didn't i didn't think about jay Leck being part of his writing team that, that actually never crossed my mind but now that you say it I have to consider it because
1: Yeah, just 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 go go back. I am the resident um ghostwriting truther of this. You team. are you love talking I, about that. I, I love <laughs> I love it. There's absolutely no way for me to cooperate it, but I feel like um when you listen to rappers long enough, you know, I hear Rick Ross, I go, that's wallet. Like it just is. Like okay. it is, it's one to one or it's gunplay. I go, oh Well, I, I, I challenge you to
0: DM me three versus you can you, you take sky who wrote that's the challenge uh for jay for jay no for anybody if you could pick oh, out three sky, shit. Z, yeah. shit. Can, sky
5: zoo
1: can, is can. sky zoo is tough i wanted he's to ask gigantic, on the program. Right? yeah yeah
5: Yes. yeah but um but I, I, think you,
1: I think the answer would be
0: he won't tell you the answer will be in the company's cap you right. can figure yeah. out who mm. he's around at a certain period of time and then look at those songs i think that's where the answer would that's be. interesting.
4: Because yeah, yeah, no, no. Totally. It, the real, the best thing of that it would be to write in someone else's voice, right? If you're a really, really mm-hmm. deep ghost, writer, oh, yeah, it would be right. that's a, a, and that. And talking about novel. Jay,
0: still D R E, still one of the the greatest ghost written songs. I still the low. Yeah. I still sit there like no, nah. like other than um Queen bitch, which to <laughs> me I think is the best. I've never, oh, I've never man. experienced anything like that. When I heard Biggie's demo, I, 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 was, I was, I was, it was one of those nah, like nah, yeah. like, that's not yeah. real. He recorded it after he recorded a scratch track saying, Hey, I want you to spit it like this. He didn't do this first. No, no. totally. <laughs> I was stunned, stunned. So that
3: I, I, I love right that one as well.
0: It comes about it comes about sneakily on you because like you you get into like Whitney and Tony and you realize songwriters and you come to find out their names and stuff, and you just never apply it to rap until you know better. And then, yep. and it's then it's like a sobering
1: moment, like oh no, you know what I'm saying, like <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's a know,
0: weird verses
4: for Dre, no. Oh, <laughs> totally. I
1: mean, Dre is the king, right? Um,
0: of course. Of, uh, no, Puffy, of... Puffy. I give Puffy the best because he can spit the most complex written verses for him. When Pharaoh's writing for you, and you can pull it off. Yeah, there's there's a skill in that. Now I don't give him too much. Y'all know yeah. my line. Where's my shirt. <laughs> I'm about to I say Yeah,
1: <laughs> very ironic
0: coming from you. Yes, but I do I do give Puffy some credit to be able to, to hit that cadence and the flows because he has a Spanish version of Public Enemy Number One in total. It's a video. The whole thing is in Spanish. You think it's a Hurricane G part? No, the whole <laughs> thing is in Spanish. I was like, oh. And it's like at this fake parade. It's it's amazing. J Lo ran that a number,
1: and that, man.
0: that's, that's, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> that's wild. the flag, it, I said, "Wait!" Because I'm watching. It. I thought it was like a little clip or something. I said, "This is the whole song," and it just wow. kept going. I never saw it before. Yeah,
1: Public Enemy Numero okay. Uno okay. is
0: Espanyol. The Espanol <laughs> There, it,
1: there it goes. Uh, Public Enemy Numero uno. Let's uh let's talk about as we kind of wrap here. Let's talk about your new record. Uh, it's uh little. I'm sorry, little Robert Hutton. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, new new album out on Backwoods. Um yeah, just just tell the people what they can expect from the record, how they get it, but the whole deal.
0: Um they can expect damage. No, I don't know.
1: oh, uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so no, Little Robert Hutton is my newest uh release, Backwoods grace me with a release. Um and it's pretty much um my greatest work to date. Okay. My um my blackest record. Mm. My um my record that has focused my angst in a way where it's, just kind of, it's not a distant, it's not a diss. It's like, I don't give a fuck record. Like you, you're going to get, you got exactly what I wanted to give with mm-hmm. this record. No shorts, mm-hmm. no shorts taken, no qualms, no half measures done. Um, And the byline pretty much is like, what if little Bobby had Afrofuturism weaponry back in the sixties against Hoover and all his fuck boys. And mm-hmm. so just, I just went <laughs> that route and um, I tried to express it the best way possible. Some people say it's a concept record. I didn't go in making a concept record, but I think- Oh, really? Up, mm. Yeah, it wasn't a concept to me in the sense that I knew, like what I say is I make an umbrella sometimes, a high-end umbrella for my topic, so that way the rain will fall where I want it to. So I kind of didn't want to be like, you know, ham fisted like this is the Bobby Seal record, and this yeah, record yeah, yeah, is yeah. about yeah. you, and this record yeah. is yeah. Eldridge with white women in Algiers i in algeria no, no. you know what i'm saying i wanted right. to you know i like I, I massage some things in some things are overt sometimes i'm a blunt instrument and other times i'm a little more surgical so that's i just wanted to you know songs about it. brotherhood it's, uh, there's a wide range of things i feel on the record mm. okay the little um little rabbit um uh the little rock and the little uh, what am i saying within the little rabbit um duffel
4: yeah like for sure really really yeah. strong record um really liked the track with woods and uh mr lift which i was not yes. expecting that that kind of snuck up on me that was that was really cool and the posse track um with sketch 185 and the other cats really strong as well a lot of different voices a lot of different cadences there it's just really well put together
1: absolutely and then Appreciate and then that. we got a breeze track too um yes which, yes. which
0: was super the sick. legend yes yes I pre- he was very gracious to um participate on that track with me and shot a video so like you know okay brother if yeah, you look that up some weapon 13x featuring breeze brewing and you know gracious cat legend as always but he showed up for the video showed up on time Yeah, had a time all that so i was just you know i was, I was very effusive with praise and you know it was one of my biggest idols so he knows that i told him that and That's look awesome. when you're on a track with with uh breeze you got to kind of just worry about yourself don't 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 look right. Don't look left. Don't get caught up in anything extraneous. All that shit is confetti. Focus on you and do the best you could do. Because if you try to, you try to. Nah, yo, let him let his sauce
1: land the way it needs. to. He's doing crop circles and shit, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> floating, just just floating. Oh, uh, so, Little Robert Hutton is out right now. Uh, cop the shit on Bandcamp. Uh, support support your peoples. Uh, Call out culture. Is still rolling along. Uh, What you guys got coming up? What's your next argument? Our next argument. um, We just put up an LL Cool J
0: episode um, featuring the brother um, Marcus Penn. We felt like there was a little bit, a a lot of bit unsaid about LL, and it was it was coincidental. We didn't realize the Hall of Fame thing, so it was just nice that all of that um, went into. What are we doing next? We're gonna delve into uh, the film work of one Spike Lee. We wanted to start doing some. hip hop adjacent, like work. So like yeah. people that are hip hop adjacent, whether it be through fashion, whether it be through, you know, um, graph and iconography, or whatever. I was looking up um, Keith Haring stuff the other day, shit like that. We're just gonna start doing some of that like hip hop adjacent, you know, trying to be like, y'all, Yo. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> get into the, get, get with some of those, some of those fine hip hop art, you know, that fine art. Meet me, at, meet me at the gallery, meet me at the gallery. You know, you know, my shit don't don't play my shit in beatbox. Not because it breaks tapes, because you have to pay tickets at the gallery. That's why.
1: Damn, I I love I, that. You
0: listen to my shit at the installation.
1: Right. That's wow. hilarious! Wow, we are going to do a mob music episode next week just to cleanse, just to cleanse all of that. We are so, going to and have- speaking of high art, the
0: um once upon a time in Shaolin has changed hands. The federal government. As usher the sale to a mm. um, yeah, like a so crypto like, group, yeah, crypto group, <laughs> and, and I think they'll figure out a way to kind of like I think. See, Rizzo was talking the other day. He's like, some of the stipulations make it kind of hard, but I I assume they're gonna do it the same way that most Dev did his installation.
4: Go bring um, it around for people he, to listen to. When he took
0: that, yeah, when he took the album around, I went to that. I forgot yeah. what the name of the album is. That whole thing It doesn't stick. Anyway, you'll never know because oh, it's like
4: it's gone. You can't it's gone. To it. I
0: have yeah. it on a little car, but I just... But anyway, when Yasin did that, I think that's how they'll do the record. They'll do some um like museum tours, Brooklyn Everybody Museum. Will get to hear Silver Ring's
4: stuff. work finally.
0: Uh, fucking Silver Ring. <laughs> I was named Oscar That motherfucker boy. <laughs> and it's funny because he had passed where he, You know, like it's ill did meth piss at him because if you look at old Silver Ring stuff. He'd have a meth verse here and there. He paid a man. But nah, yeah. man, you just oh, look. I know that I could see how that situation can happen with somebody making a compilation outside of things. And if you notice, hey, my man Remedy just dropped Remedy versus Wu Tang. A lot of mm-hmm. these people use the W for, you know, in perpetuity for their own, you know, for their own like machinations and shit. So it wasn't far fetched, but I don't know. And, and fuck me, Dave. The fact that he took so long to do it right that's really like you're really like being shadowy and shit it didn't take two three he's doing 10 years like you know like yeah you know? Yeah. yeah i don't i don't know, yeah. you know? but yeah. I, I i do i'm looking forward to hearing it shares on it.
1: Yeah. So, there it is share's uh, on it. <laughs> that's crazy if, <laughs> if you believe in woo uh, <laughs> curly castro we appreciate you coming on the program brother uh best of luck Look with up. the new record uh, give our best to the, the call out culture crew. I feel like you guys are like the East Coast. Um, remember when there was like two Havocs and Prodigies? That's how I think <laughs> of our. We are South Central Cartel.
0: R- you are my I'd <laughs> rather r- r- it be a Sway and Tech uh, versus um stretching Bobito. There, 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 there you go. There you go. <laughs> I, I'd rather that than, than Havoc and Prodigy. <laughs> watch, watch you look, the Once you start going there. You ain't too far from Smiles and South Stars, so look, we gotta be careful. <laughs> be careful. You don't want to. You
1: don't want to look over your shoulder and see them T-shirts with their names across. Oh my God, yeah. Smile, There's there's been some some great references here. Curly, appreciate you, man. Yeah. We'll talk soon. Peace, gentlemen. Y'all have a good one. Later. You too. Thank you, man. <laughs> Dabod Rap Pod. That was our conversation with the Mercurial Curly Castro, a friend of the program. I I appreciate this is his third time on DBRP. No,
4: that sounds right. We did well. Actually, I think it's his fourth. We interviewed him around the time of Tosh. We interviewed him and Prem when the Shrapnel EP came out, and he was on the takeoff. Our, he uh, was on our, the takeoff, that's take right episode. That's And right. then we were on their Podcast for the kind of wrap up For that and then we did like the fake game show With Mike and them which was really fun Yeah. Um, so yeah um, Call Out Culture are the bros, Curly Castro Is the bro, um, always always Fun to talk to him, he's yeah, Got so much energy and so many opinions About hip hop uh, Or I consider my thing of hip hop that I have A lot of knowledge It's yeah. more for them about having these really well-reasoned well-thought-out opinions, opinions. And i hesitate Either- to call them takes like it's not yeah. a hot take thing it's like no 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 i've thought about this a lot and this is what i think and i've got reams of evidence to back it up you know what i mean
1: yeah totally anytime uh castro says something that i feel is wild or outlandish i take a moment to be like hmm <laughs> i know he thought about that one so yeah, how I'm would we reach moment.
4: that conclusion
1: yes exactly. Yeah, we
4: certainly don't always agree but it's always fun to chop it up about rap with those guys and i for me it's so different to talk to them as like a crew because they're all rappers yes. and so like they yes. think about rap in a different way than we do we're like you are an mc but we right. primarily are fans dave right. and i so it's like i don't actually know what people are doing very often like <laughs> you know what I mean I, like, I've learned some terms from you I've been thinking about it a little bit differently Now that we've been doing this every week But I, I think about like how music makes me feel Yeah, um, yeah, your you're enjoyment uh, as a fan Yeah, what yes. the, the yes. deal is
1: uh, And then there's the kind of the craftsmanship angle So yeah, whenever I get in the proximity Of the call-out culture, guys It is a very uh, well-nuanced conversation about craft uh, They're also funny, which is not common in our particular lane yeah, of a, a self
4: seriousness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> times, they, it's good to have a laugh.
1: <laughs> yeah, they they definitely understand levity, especially Curly Castro. So we want to thank him for coming on, want to encourage everybody to check out little Robert Hutton, uh his new album that is out right now that is uh getting all kinds of praise and acclaim and and rightfully so uh, Curly Castro is a
4: And his uh guest verse on Haram is really really oh, really good. So good. It's like that it like it's a really so, nice change of pace um, so. in between Woods and lucid and I believe it's the only guest verse on Haram. Yeah. No, 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 Earl. Oh, and Earl as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. Who, but who, I mean, if could you're forget. gonna be, if you're gonna be on a short list of guests, and fucking Earl Sweatshirt is one Pretty of them. Good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, shout out to Castro. I hope uh, his ascent as well as the whole uh, uh, call out culture crew continues. Um, we are the Dad Bod Rap Pod, and we are excited to have a new sponsorship partner in my bookie. That's M Y B O O K I E. Nate, you've always said this. More is always
4: better. That's true. That's, That's why, one of my main life philosophies, and anyone who knows me knows that.
1: Exactly. When it comes to records or uh, braised meats, um shoes, we, <laughs> shoes <laughs> we, we know that more is always better. That's why my bookie instantly doubles all first time deposits with double funds. You can double your action and more importantly, double your wins. Getting in on the action has never been easier. I can bet with all my favorite currencies, including crypto. And with all the extra scratch, why not get in on the biggest matchups of the week at my bookie? All right, let's break it down. As we inch closer to the NFL playoffs, there are some pivotal games To be on the lookout for this weekend, including a showdown between divisional rivals, the San Francisco 49ers and the Los Angeles Rams, who are coming in behind their MVP, Matt Stafford, which shows how out of touch with football I am. I did not know he was a Ram, but he is on the Rams and he is looking to continue the role that they are on as they take on the fierce 49ers defense. The Rams are legit Bet them to cover the spread. That is not coming from me. That is coming from the experts at my bookie. Because don't take my gambling advice. Don't wait. Head to my bookie today to redeem your double deposit bonus so you can get in the game and start winning now. Use promo code DADBOD to receive double your first deposit instantly. The promo code DADBOD so you can double your funds to double your winnings. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. With my bookie.
4: I'll bet that you don't know who the Rams just <laughs> traded for to solidify their already fearsome defense.
1: That that I do only because I'm just coming back from doing a show in Colorado. Oh, how funny. And, and they but are is Colorado hurting,
4: super bummed about this. Yeah, of they events? are hurting
1: over the loss of Von Miller uh to the Rams. I've always liked Von Miller, even though I've kind of distanced myself from football. Uh,
4: He seems hella cool and he wears the funniest glasses shape. You took the words out of my mouth. The glasses (laughs) that
1: he wears are so hip and so unusual for an athlete of his size. Um, I think he has a level of swagger that um, that will go well in L.A. I could see him showing up at different places in L.A. and fitting right in despite the fact that he's a huge human being so uh, <laughs> yeah definitely tap in with my bookie if you're doing the nfl uh gambling thing uh that is our new sponsor and we appreciate all the support from them and you the listener now we are going to switch gears here we have a, a very interesting interview that we have lined up for y'all we were able to talk to dj abilities um about his new record
4: i, I want to phoenix
1: Phonograph Phoenix, From the Ashes. Uh, I want to just throw it out right here. Amongst the hip-hop podcast, I think we talk to the most DJs.
4: I think that's
1: true. I think we are the one podcast that definitely holds up uh, DJs and DJ culture. Um, So that's why this interview was fun. We are very conversant um, in DJ culture. But DJ Abilities has had this interesting trajectory. Obviously, we know of him from his work with Idea um, but also he's embarking on this new chapter where he's producing his, his own stuff. And so it was cool to catch up with him um, in his kitchen. I was mesmerized by like the you guys will never see this, but I have to say it. There's like an old school dishwasher in the background the whole time. And I, I was low key distracted because it just made me think of the dishwasher in my home as I grew up. That's so
4: funny
1: and not super relevant to this interview. but. <laughs> But, uh, I was
4: going to do my joke about being conversant in DJ stuff. We were uh, doing a triple-click flare on the mute button. Um, just The whole
1: time, yes. Uh,
4: instead of using the crossfader, we were just riding the volume knobs. Up,
1: up and down, up and down, <laughs> uh, as, as real podcast turntablists do. Uh, without further ado, here is our interview with DJ Abilities.
0: The Batman.
1: dad bod rap pod every week we bring you interviews with people who are moving and shaping hip-hop culture this week is no different joining us in zoom we have a man who has a new record coming out called phonograph phoenix on rhyme sayers entertainment dropping october 29th we would like to welcome dj abilities to the program what's going on man what
2: up? How you guys doing?
1: <laughs> uh, doing well, man. Thanks for thanks for taking part in this. Uh, we had a chance to listen to your, your new record um, today uh, because one of the few perks of podcasting is the Advanced Drops. Um, coming out on October 29th, and it's a departure from uh, the the style and musical approach that you've used on past releases. So I wanted to ask you, Kind of what prompted you to make this change from uh, a more sample based production style to doing a lot of uh, more live instrumentation
2: um well and it's, it's actually all live all live instruments we're um, not live, but it's all written like there's no samples outside of um, obviously the vocal samples and then um the drum breaks it's a chopped up drum breaks and stuff but all the melodies and harmonies are are written and one of the reasons I wanted to do that is because when I started this record I knew it was going to be a daunting thing and, and part of that was if I write all the music myself no matter what I'll be better than I was right even if people don't wind up liking the record, (laughs) like (laughs) I'll still be better at making music, hopefully. Right. So there was a challenge to that. Um, I'd already shifted into Ableton for quite some time. So it's like when I was using MPCs, that's more conducive to having a record play, finding something, chopping it up, getting it all laid out on the, on the pads in a fun way. Whereas in Ableton, I mean, you could really do some, some really cool stuff. And it's really, really user-friendly. And I'm actually with Ableton Push was one of the things that made me think about writing it all because I'm not classically trained on any level, but that machine, it had it to where you could just pick a key, right? So it'd be mm. like every button is in E minor. Mm. And so that that let me go, okay, well, since I know from a... Uh, theoretical standpoint, everything is quote unquote, right. Then I only have to worry mm. about it sounding good. Whereas when I would be writing on a piano, a lot of times I'd get stuck. Cause I'd be like, the third bar sounds weird. And it's probably because one key in the chord wasn't right, but I I didn't know mm. that was it. Right. So when I had everything laid out um, so I knew it was in key, that enabled me just start to, to to mess around and, and find something. And, and so that, that was a big part of me deciding to write it on myself. And since, I thought too, since this is my first solo record ever, I really wanted to have it be as much as me as possible, mm. which is why there's no guest appearances. And not that you can't fully express yourself with samples, because you obviously can, but I, I do think that um, having to write everything from the ground up made me explore inside of myself as an artist a, a little bit more and, and I was I was forced to pull something out not just have good taste because I heard a cool sample it was like it's got to come from from me mm-hmm. and and um, also not having um, any vocalists you know when you're when you're working with a vocalist the beat has to be simple to a degree because they have so much going on when, because I I had attempted to do instrumental stuff before this record using samples like years ago. And I would always inevitably just get to a space where it was a a dope loop and maybe a breakdown or something. But when you're dealing with samples, you can only change it so much. Whereas Mm. like when you guys are here in phonograph Phoenix, because I, used VSTs and was able to write it however I want I can make it go wherever I want mm. do you know what I mean as opposed to if I have a guitar loop case in point like still the, the the guitar loop one in the middle like if that would have just been a guitar loop that I found I would never be able to have the bridge and the breakdown but since I wrote it myself I was able to get it to those spaces mm. and I felt like because there were no vocalists, the, the music really has to have more movement because it, there needs to be more space filled up that, that a vocalist right. would have done. So it was a, a bunch of, it was probably long-winded, but it was, it was a, a handful of reasons, you know, just the challenging of myself. And I thought it, I could express myself more. I thought I could do it better. Um, and, and ultimately, the way that VSTs sound now, they're so good. You know, when they, yeah. when they first came out, we, we all used to clown them and call them computer beats, right? Because they all yeah. were just thin and shitty. And so I was like, I never wanted to do stuff like that because I just didn't want my stuff to sound like that. But now we, it's gotten to a point where like, they sound good. If you know mm. how to freak them, like they can definitely sound good. And then I knew I was going to get it mixed and mastered really well. And right. I knew that, that would help pull that out as well. Um, and then on the next record though, I'm replacing my VSTs with uh, actual analog synths just to to step it up even more. Yeah, so I still write with all the VSTs, but once I have it written, then yeah, I'll go and MIDI it up. And then I know enough about synthesis now where it's like, oh, this is a square wave with this amount of resonance so I can dial it in on the Moog pretty quickly. Mm. Um, and It's been working out.
1: So. Dope. So there's the the part about challenging yourselves and also that technology is kind of meeting you at a at a place where you can create. Uh keep mm-hmm. it real with us here on the Dad Bot Rap Pod. Is it also easier to like license and get this music placed because it doesn't have uh, samples? Did that did that come into your mind at all?
2: a uh, uh, yes and no, right? Because ultimately. When I'm making art, I try not to think of it in terms of, of financial elements like that. You know what I mean? Like, I would be lying if it, it doesn't come into my head on some level because I, I this is my job, right? But I, I try to make sure that I don't want a good idea to be stifled because I'm like, oh, I might not be able to make as much money because of that. You know what I mean? So I feel like this actually, though, in regards to that question directly, it's kind of on both sides of the fence because with all the scratch vocals, there's no way it can get licensed. I mean, you've heard the record, like every song I'm scratching like 40 vocals, you know what I mean? So there's no way it's getting licensed like that, but for like commercials or movies or something, all the instrumentals absolutely could be. So you could have the instrumental playing in the back of a, of a scene. The actors are doing dialogue over it, or if in a commercial, they're selling something and it's the, it's the, the backdrop of it so and that was that was cool it wasn't I wasn't like yes this is going to be right. awesome but it did cross my mind where I was like oh that's cool that that will be available um to to do so
4: yeah kind of on that yes, note I guess. <laughs> sort of um on that note I think um there are so many um different voices on the record which is really interesting and for like you know a big hip hop head you play connect the dots right you're like oh that's that that's that I'm not gonna shout them out at the moment we'll let people listen to it but um I was wondering like did you know in the run-up did you just go back and are you always listening to records and like noting what you might want to pull from it did you do a kind of intensive session to find all of these voices that you wanted to include was it more what they were saying how they were saying it? like how do you go about uh choosing these things
2: Okay, well, for this, again, when I when I realized I didn't want to have um, guests that I knew that, again, I would have to fill up a lot of space or I would be making more of like a moody instrumental record, which which isn't what I wanted to do. I wanted to have songs that I could play live that would be songs, you know, like live song. Um, And so to do that, I knew that I would need probably a lot of vocals because I'm not like I consider myself to be good at scratching but I'm not like Qbert or D styles you know where they can just take one sound and just scratch it for three minutes and they they have so much variety that it's fine you know like my my vocabulary is so much less than those dudes at, at that right so but I do have a, a, a good understanding of, of, of the library of, of things out there. You know what I mean? And I, I have the patience to catalog things and to put things together. And so it was really cataloging this massive amounts of acapellas. And then and as you're doing it, you're seeing um, people s- talk about the same stuff. You know, like with Worldwide, we could talk about that's my first single, you know, it was like one, that, that Inspector Deck Worldwide is so dope, you know, like that would have just been a hook for a rap song if I was working with a rapper, right? But since there was no rapper, I had to find other people saying things in that vein. Okay. But there, you know, there were a, there are a lot of rappers talking about traveling, you know, so you you just kind of find that and then you put them together and then it's like, oh, well, this one is this one and and so my songs are kind of like, it kind of came about because I was able to see enough similarities in all of the samples that I had had. And I could be, Oh, I could make a song out of this. Like, like um, Wasteland, the drinking song is like, I probably don't make that song if I don't have so many cool samples that relate to that, you right. know? And um, yeah, it was, I'm pretty proud of that, actually. I think this—the sheer number of cohesive vocal samples on that record—is I'm pretty proud of that.
4: Nice, yeah. It's a uh, it's it's a lot for the ear to take in. It's it's cool. Um, you mentioned your scratching acumen earlier, and you kind of uh, you know compared yourself to two of the greats, like who is as good as Qbert oh, or yeah. D-Style. Yeah. So there's a lot they of room the between yeah. that. Um, I was wondering though, like, do you keep up a practice regimen? Like, have you always? Do you still have table? Do you just walk by and cut because it's something you like to do in your life? Or is it like you set well, aside time to practice or is it just a musical tool at this point in your life?
2: It's, it's interesting because I absolutely am more of a producer now. And and scratching is just, it's, it's an instrument that I have. It's, it's a, a valuable instrument. It's one of the main instruments, right? Like it'd be like that and drums or something, you know, like it's it's important. But it's not; it's just one of the things now. Whereas when I was younger, I, I saw myself much more as a as a turntableist. Like I am a turntablist. but I actually years ago, like I I would and I used to just practice crazy amounts, and I wound up fucking up my my right hand, and it's it's never been the same. Like I I really do need to go get treatment on it, Damn. and so when that happened, I it, it, it dipped my ability to just go sheer fast. You know, like mm. just that physical impress, impressiveness that I could kind of like get over on. And it forced me to, to, to entertain and have my shows be cool. Because I was like, I still got to rock these shows. You know, right. like right. And I can't do my main thing. I still have to do something. And so that's when I got a lot more into mixing and like mashups and, and creative stuff like that and um i think that's actually another reason why I, I i scratch so many different vocal samples and use that as a strength mm. because again i can't just scratch it to death you know yeah. i, I don't know if you're a baseball fan a but more.
4: like it sounds like you lost your fastball so you got to use your curveball your slider your you know maybe the <laughs> exactly. knuckleball very occasionally
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly and so it's like i could still i could still do it but i can't do it like forever you know what I sure. mean? Like I got to really pick my points where I'm like, okay, I'm going to go real fast right here. And then I'm going to step back. Whereas when I was 19, 21, you know, look, I'm at a flare for four minutes straight.
5: <laughs> you know what I
2: mean? Like I was totally straight. Uh, no pain, no gain. You know, my shit would be burning. And I was just like this misguided uh, technique to that. And, um, you know, since I had this like classic, you- you know, you get older, you get, and um, kind of taking a more, like, more of a Miles Davis approach, you know, mm-hmm. like, make make the sounds that you do count, mm. and, and if you do that, then you don't need to be crazy fast or anything, so, um, yeah, oh, but to, 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 to answer your question as far as um, practicing, a lot of that will wind up turning into, oh, so forgive me, I gotta plug my phone in here, so I don't... Diet, you guys um is um when i have shows coming up and things like that then i will get more into like like a like a boxer training for a match or something like i might go a month and not scratch at all because i'm just fo- focusing solely on beats or mixes or something but then oh i got a show coming up then for two weeks straight i'll just be focusing on my show and scratch training and things like that so it's It's not consistent. It's more based upon what I have coming up or what I'm working on, Um, which I like actually, because I like having multiple things to do Mm. because it helps keep it fresh. If I've tried to do it where I'm like, okay, I practice an hour every day. I work on beats this much. I find mixes this much and have it split like that. And it it works pretty good for a little while, but then eventually it like becomes like redundant and starts to feel more like a job. And as soon as it starts to feel like a job, even though I know it's my job, it starts to become less fun. And if it's less fun, then the art isn't as good. Mm -hmm. So I do kind of just do the cycles now where it's like, if I'm really pumped on making beats, I'm just going to ride that out. You know, if that's three weeks or if that's three days, I'm just going to embrace that I have the inspiration for that. And then eventually when I hit, you know, a roadblock or something, it's like, well, let me just practice scratching for a couple of days or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So Mm
5: -hmm. it's,
2: it's like that. And. I actually recommend that to others who maybe feel like they don't keep their inspiration up as much as they'd like. Find a handful of things that all can help one another mm. and then just kind of cycle through them. That's, that's been working for me.
1: That's dope. Thank you for blessing us with that. And also bringing to the forefront something I had never thought about, which is like DJ Carpal Tunnel. As a person oh, yeah. who who uh, who's grown up kind of DJ adjacent, I, I've actually never heard that before. <laughs> DJ adjacent. <I> like that. <laughs> my my roommate was a DJ, in, in the turntablism era, I have like Super Duck breaks and things um, implanted nice. in my brain um for better or worse you all uh, stop running <laughs> <use your laughs> exactly.
2: <head. laughs>
1: exactly at 2 a.m you know i'm like
2: yeah. i gotta work i gotta go to footlocker tomorrow turn that down yeah and, and you know in the in that you know that was shaking the whole apartment house doom. or wherever that thing doom,
1: doom. oh so so interesting and it's interesting that you mentioned that me and nate were talking off air um that this album Kind of has a feel, and I don't know if you if you agree with this or not. I'll throw it out. Do you feel like it's at all influenced by those type of scratch records and those like heavy, kind of low end, sparse ish beats? Because that me and Nate kind of were like, yeah, this reminds me of that.
2: You know what's interesting about this is, I actually can kind of deep dive into this question because, please, yes, and the reason is is I think that Dubstep and Trap, all influenced by Dirt Style beats. Like that that sound is, to me, is the genesis of the newer EDM stuff. So Mm. my current record is influenced by a lot of more current EDM, but that current EDM is influenced by that Dirt Style sound, Mm. as well as myself included. Sure. so, I, I, just, I think that stuff is all at the same table. And I don't necessarily know if um, those producers are actually definitively inspired by the dirt style sound, or if this is the dirt style turntablist dudes were just ahead of their time, which I'm, I'm, I'm more inclined to think that it's probably that. But it's probably a little column A, column B. But yeah, when you go back and you hear that era, mm-hmm. it sounds like this raw, stripped down EDM vibe Mm -hmm. like at least it does to me
1: oh that's that's interesting and I've actually never heard anyone kind of kind of make that connection um I'm wondering two-part question I'm wondering uh about phonograph phoenix because it has the word phoenix in the title um do you see this as some kind of like rebirth-ish project and then part two of the of the question is is this a pandemic influenced project
2: so no, because this I've been working on this record on and off for seven years. Mm. Um, so it was actually done before the pandemic hit. And okay. then the pandemic hit and it was like, well, I'll just wait to put it out because I want to be able to do shows and, and mm. do all that stuff, you know. Mm. So, but it was kind of interesting because with things opening up and it, it kind of feels like it matches with that. Like everybody is kind of having a rebirth, which I think is pretty awesome that it can line up with with people's lives in that way hopefully and but to answer d- directly on the photograph phoenix title itself it 1000 percent is meant to be that because i mm-hmm. looked at this as like you know i haven't i've been doing shows and, and doing my dj thing but as being an, a, an artist and creating original written music again with that's one of the reasons i went with no sample really making it my thing it totally is a comeback record in my mind like 1000 percent and I think that I um, just got lucky, the fact that Phonograph and Phoenix have the P.H.O., P.H.O., like to have that back to back from an aesthetic standpoint, you know, it it, it really worked out. And then um, I had my, my two friends did the artwork. And I don't know if you guys have seen the artwork yet, but I'm like super yeah. pumped on the artwork. And um, yeah, I mean, even, you know, the first song, you know, out of the bottomless pit, you know, it's like. And right out the gates, you should know that's what's up. You know what I mean? Like that first line is just like, boom. And um, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm really excited for people to press play and they're like, oh shit, this is, this is going down. This dude's, this dude's bringing it. At least that's how I feel. I feel like it, um, it comes across that way. You know, it's weird because when you're dealing with, with scratches, I feel like I made all the songs very uh, um, understandable, mm-hmm. but I, I, I don't know if they are or not, because it's not fully direct. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm. you guys tell me, like, when you were hearing the songs, is it clear that you're like, oh, this song is about this? This song is about this?
1: Oh, that's funny. Um, Only ran it once. Only ran it once. So I I would have to go back. And then also, song title matters, right?
2: Like, you have to kind of look down.
1: Yeah. And so uh, we live in this weird era where, you know, you put on music and then you're not actually looking at what the, the song titles are. Uh, but now I'm inspired to do so, and that is your challenge, listeners. When you listen to uh, "Phonograph Phoenix" by DJ Abilities, to uh, see if the if the story jumps out uh, from there. But that's that's a really dope point.
2: Yeah, I yeah, I em- every DeMone. single song yeah. means something. Okay, so that's there right. are
4: themes carried through in every each single one. Song, okay, yeah, one thousand percent. I'm I'm not sure that they jumped out at me necessarily, except for um, what is it? W- Welcome. Or no, what? Uh, worldwide. Worldwide. Like we were just yeah, talking about. Sure. I was like, OK, that I, I'm fully getting it on that one. But the others, mm. I, I don't know that I necessarily picked up on that. But um, yeah, really interesting. I guess um, if you care to or if you don't, I totally get it. Elaborate more. You said you like you were still DJing, you were still doing stuff, but you hadn't really made music. Like, um, are do you have a club night? Do you have a mix thing you do? Are you on the radio? Like as a DJ, what have you been doing to kind of keep going?
2: No, I I just just doing shows, but it's still it's still mixes. You know what I mean? Mm. Like the the way that my show is it's funny because when I first started DJing, I wanted to just like play songs. I just like wanted to DJ, right? Like like you would just at a club or at a radio show and just play music that I liked. And I remember early on because people only knew me from the ENA records and that, that reference and like, and battling and stuff like that. So they're listening to me. And I think that they associated me with like, like crazy scratching and like, you know what I mean? Not playing songs, Do you know what I mean? And so I, I remember doing my first shows and, and I was like, and people were like, like we all, it was all, everybody was awkward because it was like, I wanted to just play songs. The crowd wasn't disappointed, but they were like, oh, you're just DJing, right? And so- Why is DJ Abilities DJing? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. So, but I still had some really interesting high points in there that were more show-like and that's what really landed. And I remember thinking like, oh, wow. Like my entire show has to be that if I want this to work and that was a huge amount of work and it still is. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm finally at a space where I, I'm really, really happy with my live show. And like, I mean, everything I play is a, a full blown remix, mashup, edit, scratch routine. Like every single thing I do has my intelligence within it. I'm never just like playing a song and that took a crazy long time to do, but that's why I think I have a, real, a lot of fun at my shows. And mm. now, that I'm going to be able to play my original songs with that too. I feel like I feel really good about the next phase of my career because I'm equipped to put on a performance, not just Mm. to, not just to DJ songs. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting out with this record and touring.
1: That's awesome. And so we have the record Phonograph Phoenix coming out October 29th on Rhyme Sayers Entertainment um you got do you have a tour lined up? Like what's what's next for you in these next couple months?
2: Not yet. I mean, COVID is mm. makes things tricky, but I've I've already done two shows and they and they went really well. Okay. And it's just I feel like probably what's gonna wind up happening. I'm in the works of getting a handful more and probably just spot dates for a while, okay. Which, okay. which is fine with me. And then um, and then I think you know, the, at least the hope is that, particularly when the record comes out, darn or more, um, more buzz and 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 do something of that nature. It's just things still aren't fully in swing yet. Do you know what I mean? It's and such so a it's weird like, time.
1: It's such a weird time. It's like purgatory right now. Yeah. It's open, but it's not open.
2: <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> the fact that I'm even doing any shows is, I'm like, sweet. You know, as long as, okay. as like I get something yeah. going. And and in a, in a, in a way, maybe it's gonna work to my advantage to where uh, you know the record will have more time to, to mm. spread and get into more ears you know and, and build my overall um just have people more people know that i'm back you know yeah. and, and have yep. more new fans hopefully as well so yep. that i can um have that happen at a yeah yeah you get what i'm saying I'm no like, no hey, we, we
1: totally <laughs> we totally get what you're saying uh, we just want to thank you for coming on the program and want to remind everyone that Phonograph Phoenix drops October 29th. Pick it up. Uh, it's a it's a detour, not a detour. It's a a new look for DJ abilities. Um, and so we heard the record today. We encourage you to, to yeah. check it out and just want to thank you for coming on the program, man.
2: Thank you for having me. It was All a right. pleasure.
4: Appreciate your time. Um, we'll check in with you down the road and good luck with everything.
2: Awesome. Thank you. All right. Bye guys.
1: Bad bod rap pod. That was our conversation with DJ Abilities. Um, super cool cat.
4: Very cool. Um, you could tell he was really excited about his new record. And mm-hmm. there have definitely been people we've spoken to who treat promo like a chore. And yeah. this was yeah. not like that. Like no. he he wanted oh. to talk about it. And on that note, we we kind of kept it to a new record like there were some tendrils we didn't we didn't pull we didn't touch on
1: yeah i think there's a a natural tendency to anything that dj abilities does we want to talk about the narrative with him and an idea rip um and it just kind of didn't feel right i know a lot of times when we're talking to folks we'll both have all of us and even dave will have questions lined up but, you know, you get a feel for the interview and he was really excited about talking about his new work. And I, I just didn't feel like, not that it's not relevant, I just felt like in the flow and vibe of the interview, that's not where we wanted to take it. Obviously, um, it's a big subplot to everything he does, even in the promo that the record company sent out, they they lead with his relationship with, with idea but um, you know i i think we are one of i'm gonna pat ourselves on the back i think that we are one of those podcasts that um really try to stay in the moment and be present with the guest and kind of like feel that out and not have these like really canned questions that we fire at them just because that's what everybody would do and so um we didn't touch on that but i feel i feel good about it um and i think it's it's good that he's getting a chance to kind of spread his wings as, as a producer and somebody who's establishing his own identity.
4: Yeah, as a solo artist. And I will say, if you want to hear us talk about Idea with someone who was close to him, it would we spent a fair amount of time of our Slug interview from a couple Absolutely. of years ago on Absolutely. that. Um, one thing that I um, did want to bring up was, you know, it's, it's an instrumental record and it sounds mm-hmm. a little different. Like it's not... I don't know. I don't Mm -hmm. know. how. I mean, it's out in the world many people who will click this will probably have heard it by now. Were you surprised when we got the little promo email when you started clicking around?
1: Yes. And in terms of to your point, there is a lot of instrumental hip hop floating around um, and there's a sameness to it. Let's just be honest. Um, There's a sameness to it. Um, You know, we're going to take X, Y, Z sample. We will chop it as such. We will filter this baseline, blah, 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 blah um and dj abilities isn't doing any of that what i really heard to me and i'm not i can't remember if i brought this up in the interview but what i really heard was somebody who was deep into turntablism and the motions of that we did talk about it how it kind of mirrors um the beats that would be on scratch records Mm -hmm. um which are gonna he came at
4: he came at it like kind of in a roundabout way where he thinks those beats have really influenced like modern edm which admittedly is not something i'm very up on i'm uh, uh, like at all i guess would be (laughs) a good way of putting that
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah yeah no totally he he kind of framed it as it influenced those things and so it's kind of out there in the zeitgeist but i definitely feel in terms of I guess I'll say phrasing, his approaches to bass lines and how he puts chords together and, bu- and all that stuff definitely to me is reminiscent of the, the Dirt style, um, you know, kind of era of break records and the beats that would be on them. And really what I think is a DJ approach to production. Everything on this, I think you could scratch to. And I didn't bring this up in the interview, but I do feel like that's the kind of overall energy and vibe, which um, I'm into having been uh, kidnapped by DJs in developing Stockholm Central.
4: (laughs) Yeah, um, good chat. He's a nice guy. And uh, I don't know. I, I guess I'll just say it one more time. It was just like, it was refreshing how into his own thing he Crafts was, he was, was yeah, yeah he was like I'm, I did a new thing and I want to talk about it and I was like that's cool man it kind of yeah. reminded me a little bit of um the beginning of the pandemic when we didn't know like should we address it should we not yeah. is yeah. it a bad vibe to talk about this how do you not talk about it like so it's just like you know anyway we kind of have come full circle on that Where like I definitely these couple hours we spend together go by where we don't talk about COVID or the pandemic. And no, we're no. Kind of back to being ourselves and being normal. Yeah. Obviously, we're on Zoom most of the time.
1: It's totally abnormal, but the new normal. Uh, and we we definitely try to um, adhere to the vibe that is presented. If an artist wants to talk about these challenges and difficult things, we're down for it. But also, I think we're a music podcast primarily. Um, as I tell everyone who tells me that we need to do episodes about the murder of rappers, I'm like, we are not a murder podcast, we are a podcast about rap music. Um, unfortunately, murder is an undercurrent of rap music. If somebody wants to
4: hire me to produce a true crime hip hop podcast, we can talk Nate Leblanc42 <laughs> at gmail.com. Have your sponsors lined up and listen.
1: And if you need somebody to do uh, the intro bits, I'm here. But uh, yeah, so that was our interview with Ability. Shout out to him. Uh, new record is already out. Um, you know us. We're the Dad Bod Rap Pod. If you want to go deeper with the bros, you want to really get into the Dad Bod universe, like really into it, you got to subscribe to our Patreon. We just launched this shit a um, couple weeks ago, and it's a, a burgeoning community.
4: And we're offering up fly goodies such as my radio show fly sporadic uh mm. big shouts to the page rion not Riarki <laughs> i came up with that this weekend i've been waiting to say it um, brilliant sir uh yeah we've got uh exclusive audio segments where we debate uh newish records we're going to record one of those in a second here um we will be auctioning dave's promos soon not auctioning raffling raffling a month. um yeah. and yeah so there's like a cool little back and forth um you know people i didn't realize it was so interactive i guess like as i probably shamefully said i don't subscribe to anyone else's patreon so Ooh. i didn't know it, that people talk to you through it yeah that's yeah funny. totally totally is, and like, very- that's a fun part of it it's like everybody's super cool i I can call them the guys i think it's i think it's
1: mostly dudes at this point um we may have one female subscriber no we don't but we need to get some so women all four of you who are listening please subscribe to our patreon you can listen to the fly sporadic which is uh, nate's radio show which combines music and little talk bits in between which people on our patreon are super excited about right now and it's an exclusive perk only for folks who subscribe to our Patreon. Um, and we're kind of developing other little tidbits and goodies. Uh, you might get some behind the scenes uh, chat there as well. So we really appreciate everybody who has subscribed already just $5 a month for all the flyness you can handle. Um, we are on Twitter at ratpod We are on Instagram at ratpod We are every damn where every Thursday we drop new episodes because that's who we are. The dad bod rap pod. (laughs)